0: If you're looking for a cool hunting and fishing book series for a young reader, we found it. It's the award-winning book series called Lucky Luke's Hunting Adventures by author Kevin Lovegreen. These books are based on true adventures and are sure to captivate even the most reluctant readers. I mean, what outdoor-loving kid doesn't want to read about hunting and fishing? And they are AR-rated, so your kids will get credit for them at school. These books are perfect for kids in kindergarten to sixth grade. You can check them out at KevinLovegreen.com. Trust me, your kids will thank you. On a personal note, we have this series, and we absolutely love them. My boys Ransom and Valor eat these books up, and I think your kids will love them too. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 93. Hope you're doing well this morning or whenever it is that you're listening to this episode. And today I want to talk to you about open doors and adversaries from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just ask for direction and wisdom. No matter what we're doing as men and in pastoral ministry, there are going to come times that you open miraculous doors for us and that you do some just amazing things. You're always at work. And then what comes behind that is difficulty and adversity and adversaries. And there's a temptation in the life of any man when trouble comes, when discord comes, and when any pastor bumps into difficulty, there's a temptation to just give up or to quit or to think, man, maybe this wasn't the Lord. And so help us to see that these two things go, go hand in hand. You invite us in and open up doors for us. And then you invite us in to walk through adversity. And so give us the courage to do it. Build our shoulders strong. We trust that you're going to help. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, before I get into 1 Corinthians, I want to mention Kevin Lovegreen. We have a new sponsor for the month. It is the month of June. I mean, the year just keeps rolling on. It's June already. It's just unbelievable how quick the year goes. It really is true. The older you get, the faster time Goes it seems like anyways. I don't know why that, that is, but it just is. And this month we're partnering with Kevin Lovegreen. He has written some great books. You heard the ad already, but these books are for children. And I encourage you to pick up these books. We're doing a giveaway with him. And so you can find the giveaway links in the show notes and, and wherever else that, you know, Facebook page and Instagram or, or wherever, just do some looking, you'll be able to find it. And then in this giveaway, there's several books <clears throat> there are several books that he's written about hunting and fishing. And me and Ransom have been reading these, and, and it's been so much fun. And he's beginning to read now. He's five years old, and he's learned to read. And he's just kind of slowly plodding along in, in books. And so we lay in bed tonight before we go to bed, before he goes to bed. And every other night, I put him to bed, and then I put Valor to bed. And then Jordan and I rotate who we put down. And we just read these books a few pages at a time, and we'll read one chapter and move on to the next. And they are so fun. And I think you're going to love them if your child is reading age or about at reading age and you're just looking for some great books. Kevin Lovegreen, I know him personally, just a great guy. And it's just a joy that we get to partner with him this month. So check out that giveaway and pick up some books from KevinLovegreen.com. And all those links, again, will be in the show notes. Okay, First Corinthians. There's such an interesting passage in First Corinthians 16. I read this several years ago and it stuck with me. I wrote an article about it. I think it was the first article that, that I ever submitted for the church that they ended up running with. And so I think it was, I don't know, five or six years ago now. And I wrote that article right after this passage stuck out to me. Here it is. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective ministry has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Paul connects some dots for us that typically aren't connected because there's a narrative that we get that, we get, that, that gets played out often, and you've probably heard it before about open doors for ministry or God prepare, God preparing a way. And what's expected when God prepares a way or when God opens the door is that you're going to have smooth sailing. When God opens this door and you walk through it, that's the path that God's called you to. And then things are just going to work out. It's going to work out naturally because God has opened the door. But listen to how Paul connects adversarial work from the enemy or the world or that God brings in to forge through fire the man and his character. He says, a wide door for effective ministry is open to me and there are many adversaries. There are many adversaries. You've experienced this. God does something amazing. It unlocks for you just a, a new job or you know, a new ministry opportunity or a new position that you've wanted for, for a long time. You're finally a lead pastor now at a church or you're a youth pastor at a church. You're an executive pastor at a church. And, and it's just exactly what you wanted and exactly what you feel called to and you're loving every second of it. And then all of a sudden things get difficult. Okay? Say you're a church planter and you just planted a church and you're so excited because you've gone through assessment, you got your funding and things are going well. And then the building that you're that you've been wanting to get, the church calls or the school opens up and you're able to get that building that you've wanted. Okay, and now all of a sudden things are just going great. The wide open door has been open to you and you've walked through it and then something changes because all of a sudden the building or the school or whoever says you can't meet here anymore because of this reason, that reason or another reason and you just don't know why. Okay, let's, let's just think about adversity and adversaries. Let's first start uh, with the, the scenario I just gave is more adversity, not necessarily adversaries but let's, let's think about adversaries for a second. God opens a door, We walk through it, and then all of a sudden, we find critics, and there are critics, and if you're going to be a preacher, if you're going to help people, and let's just say you're younger, just like Timothy, you're going to open yourself up to criticism. There are going to be people who criticize you for your age the rest of your life, because there's always somebody 20 years older than you. Unless you're 75, 85, 95 years old, there's always somebody that's two decades ahead of you that thinks you're a young pup, and they're going to let you know it. Critics are everywhere, and it's not just that, you know, that's just some terrible thing. There are going to be people who just kind of jab you for being younger, but then there are going to be people who really look down on you for being young. That's why Paul had to commission Timothy to not let anyone look down on him because he's young, and he's to not let them look down on him because he's acting young. Instead, he's to set the believer an example. He's to be the man that God's called him to be so that he doesn't have any unnecessary, you know, that he's not acting like a juvenile in ministry. But there're going to be people. There's going to be critics. That's just the way it is. There's going to be somebody that criticizes you. And the same way with like something like The Shepherd's Crook or if you write if you write a blog or you begin to just want to, you know, help people, there's going to be critics. There're going to be people who are saying, well, "Why are you doing this?" There's there's just critics are there. Then you you find that there's going to be people who are Christian brothers and sisters who are just bad people. They're just mean. You know, they have the Spirit of God within them, but they have suppressed the voice of the Spirit for so long. They seem to be regenerate. They have faith in Christ, but they're just mean people. And friends, if you've not met mean people in ministry, you've just not been in it very long. If you've not met immature brothers and sisters in Christ who can hurt you, then in just a matter of time before it happens, because Christian brothers and sisters are still... People who have indwelling sin. And that sin often comes and is directed at leaders. And if you're going to be a servant leader in the church, just be be prepared. You're going to be crapped on at some point. You're going to be dumped on at some point. Adversaries will come. And then, unfortunately, even though it comes from in the church, you're going to find that from the world. Here's the deal. The world does not like Christians. The world is full of people who hate God. That's just the way it is. And for a non believer who doesn't, you know, externalize the hatred of God, that's because of God's common grace. But from the inside out, people are born into this world depraved. They don't like God and they don't like his people. And if we're living this life and, and walking in ministry and living our life as a Christian man expecting that the world is going to love us, well, we're, we're going to be up for a rude awakening when we realize that that's not the case. And then we have the devil. As an adversary, we have a devil according to, well, I mean, all over the scriptures, and he is a defeated foe. And I think that he is even bound and chains from, from deceiving the nations as we speak. But he still has the ability, bound in those chains, to shoot his arrows and as we walk in this life, we're going to be talking with people and counseling people, and these people are being shot at. It's not just us that's being shot at. The enemy pulls back that arrow and he shoots it at us. And then what happens inside the person who shot with those arrows is the flesh rises up and begins to to, to take hold of those arrows that shot. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to suppress that and deny that. But man, the flesh and the devil like to work together. And man, that adversarial work of the enemy and then that demonic demonic work of the flesh in us that's still at war against the Spirit can team up and cause so much havoc. And so even though God has just opened this door, this wide open door for effective ministry, wherever you are, and God has done it, just look around. He opens up doors all the time. You know, we people, you know, in the 90s used to call it divine appointments. There's divine appointments everywhere where God has just kicked that door open and it's like he's taken his big divine boot and kicked us through it. And we just kind of look around and think, my goodness, look what God set up here. And then, just a matter of time, here comes that adversarial work of the devil, the adversarial work of the war- world, the adversarial work of, of of critical brothers and sisters, and then the adversarial work of just critics. And adversary comes on the other side of open doors. It's not going to be smooth sailing for you. As a man and as a pastor, There are going to be times and seasons that are better than others. And I'm in one of those right now. But it is not going to be smooth sailing forever. So what what do we do from this? And what do we see Paul, the apostle, doing, doing through the adversarial work that came his way? Well, he pressed on. He was a man of courage. He wasn't a perfect man. The only perfect man we know of is Jesus, who did this in our place. What did Jesus do through adversity? He pressed on. And what are we called to do? We're called to press on. So let me just encourage you, if you're somehow shocked because there are adversaries in your midst, just don't be surprised anymore. Just know it's going to be there. I mean, Paul says it, a wide door for effective ministry, effective ministry. I mean, this is where there's fruit happening. And as there's fruit happening, when this effective ministry is happening, don't be surprised when side by side with this work, even though the door has been opened, that there are many adversaries. So press on, don't quit, take heart, look to Christ, have courage, and let the Holy Spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit of God will give you the strength you need, not just to face another day, but to win another day, to break through that adversity, to not let that adversity take you out, to not let those adversaries take you out. Walk in the effective ministry that God has called you, and don't be surprised when adversaries come. Take heart, press on, have courage.